Chapter Eighteen of Tom Ossington's Ghost by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eighteen. Madge applies more strength. Was it imagination or was it fact? Did someone or something really pass from the room, causing in going a little current of air? With startled faces, each put to the other an unspoken query which none answered. The woman lay there motionless, her exceeding stillness seemingly accentuated by the sudden silence which filled the room. Bruce Graham, moving forward, took her up in his arms as if she were but a feather's weight. His knife fell from her nerveless fingers, tumbling to the floor with startling clatter. Madge picked it up, her voice rang out with clarion clearness, the voice of a woman whose nerves were tense as fiddle-strings. "'I'll see if I cannot press harder. This mystery must be solved to-night before some of us go mad. If pressing will do it, it shall soon be done, if there's strength in me at all.' There was strength in her, and not a little. She went on her knees where the woman had been, and, as she had done, fumbled with her fingers where the paper had been scraped from the wall, peering closely at it as she did so. "'A dog's head, is it? It doesn't look as if it were a dog's head to me, and that's not because I'm stupid. It's to be pressed, is it? Well, if pressing will do it, here's for pressing.' She exerted all her force against the point to which the woman had been directed. It gives, it gives. Something gives beneath my thumb. It's the knob of a spring or something. I'm sure of it. Turning, she looked up at Graham with flaming cheeks and flashing eyes. The spring is sure to be rusty. It will need all your strength. Try it again. She tried again. It does give, it does. "'But whatever it is supposed to open is not likely to act now that the wall has been repapered. "'Someone go and fetch the hammer and the chisel from downstairs. "'We'll try another way.' "'She glanced at Jack, as if intending the suggestion to apply to him. "'But Ella clung to his arm, which perhaps prevented him from moving with the speed which might have been expected. "'Will no one go?' cried Madge. "'Why, then, I'll go myself.' but that Bruce Graham would not permit. Swiftly depositing his still unconscious burden on Ella's bed, he went in search of the required tools, returning almost as soon as he had gone. "'I think, Miss Brodie, that perhaps you had better allow me to try my hand. I am stronger than you.' She gave way to him unhesitatingly. "'Drive the chisel into the wall and see if it is hollow.' He did as she bade him. A couple of blows put the thing beyond a doubt. The chisel disappeared up to the hilt through what was evidently but an outer shell. Madge continued to issue her instructions. Break the wall in. It's no use fumbling with dog's heads in search of hidden springs. With us it's a case of the shortest roads the best. Whatever's inside that wall has been there long enough to excuse us if we're a little neglectful of ceremonious observances. In a few minutes the wall was broken in, the ancient woodwork offering no resistance to Bruce Graham's vigorous onslaught. A cavity was made large enough to thrust one's head in. Madge stopped him. 
That'll do, for the present. Now let's see what there is inside. She went down on her knees, the better to enable her to see. Graham moving aside to give her room. She thrust her fair young face as far into the opening as she could get it, only to discover that she was obscuring her own light. Out it came again. Give me a light, a match or something. It's as dark as pitch in there. Graham gave her a box of matches. Striking one, she introduced it into what was as the heart of the wall. There is something in there. She dropped the match. Fortunately, it went out as it fell. It's the hidden fortune. She gave a gasp. Then, in an instant, she was on her feet and was hastening towards the recumbent figure on the bed. The woman still lay motionless. Madge, bending down, caught her by the shoulder, forgetful of all in her desire to impart the amazing news. Your husband's fortune's in the wall. We've found it there. Something on the woman's face in her utter stillness seemed to fill her with new alarm. She called to the others. Ella! Mr. Graham! Jack! Her voice sank to a whisper. There was a catching of her breath. Is she dead? They came hastening towards her. Jack Martin, stopping halfway, looking round, startled them with a fresh inquiry, to which he himself supplied the answer. By George, I say, where is Ballingall? Why, he's gone. End of chapter 18